Hello there, welcome to Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where I read an erotic story to you and you listen to me read it. In season two of the podcast, we've been reading a story by A.A. Dirty Old Man in PHX1, a story called The Country Cottage. There have been four parts so far, and today I'm reading the fifth, which is subtitled An Unexpected Encounter Makes Everything More Interesting. As always, I haven't read this chapter ahead of time, don't know what's going to happen. However, from what we had last week with the big revelation that Lisa is related to a member of the family, making her a blood relative of the country cottage sex cult, I'm assuming that the unexpected encounter is going to be with the bishop, Uncle Richard, and his wife, Aunt Judith. Just to recap briefly about what happened last time, Dan and Lisa's first night in the country cottage continued, and while Lisa enjoyed a disturbing threesome with Father John and his granddaughter, Nora, Dan was pulled aside by Alice and Casey for a threesome of his own. After another round of synchronised orgasms, Dan and Lisa went off to bed and arose early the next morning for a brisk walk and a spot of breakfast, and they discovered that unfortunately... Father John, who was due to officiate the wedding that they're due to attend later that afternoon, the unholy union of Nora and her brother Harry. Unfortunately, Father John will be unable to officiate that wedding, and so they've had to call in, presumably from quite a deep bench, a replacement in the form of a Lutheran bishop and his wife, who incidentally turns out to be Lisa's uncle Richard. Understandably a bit dismayed at this revelation, Lisa and Dan retire to their bedroom in a state of impressively mild panic, given the circumstances. Before we launch into the fifth chapter of The Country Cottage, just a quick word on the stats. This is quite a long chapter, actually. It's got 4.8 thousand words, so this will probably be a bit of a long episode. It's had 16.4 thousand viewers, and seven of those people liked the story, with one leaving a comment. It has a 4.58 rating, and it is a hot story, with a little red H to signify the elevated temperature of this chapter. With those important details in mind, I hope you'll enjoy this next chapter of The Country Cottage. The Country Cottage The Country The Encounter Lisa I was a bit apprehensive telling Dan I wanted to fuck Father John again, with his collar on no less, afraid that might be going a bit too far. When he pulled me close for a deep kiss, I knew he approved, and our fantasies could go even further. Awakening before Dan as the early morning sunlight poured into our room, I smiled when I felt the warm length of his morning wood pressing against my thigh. My own breathing became ragged, even as his remained steady, and without waking him, I turned and wrapped my hand around his hard dick. It seemed just the right thing to do, so I gently began stroking him. His cock hardened even more in my hand, while his eyes remained closed. He moaned softly when the first drops of his precum seeped over my fingers. I leaned down and licked the head of his dick, the salty taste of his precum covering my tongue. Don't stop, he groaned, 
That feels so good. Please don't stop. There was no way I could deny him anything after the night before, and I didn't want to in any case. I smiled at him and let my mouth drop down around his cock, but after a few moments I felt his body tense. His hands grasped the sheets, and he began to flail wildly. Oh God, yes, yes, I'm coming, I'm coming, yes, my husband shrieked and shot several strings of warm, salty semen into my mouth and down my throat. I savoured every drop as we cuddled after his orgasm. After a few moments, he began twirling my nipples between his fingers. One hand crawled down over my belly until a finger found the wet folds of my cunt. His finger gently massaged my throbbing clit until it was my turn to moan and orgasm. After we showered and had some breakfast, we went for an invigorating hike around the lovely green countryside. We returned home in time for lunch, and Carol sat down to join us as we ate. It's a pity that Father John was called away, Carol said as we sat down, but these things happen all the time in his business. I hope it's nothing serious, Dan said. And what about the wedding, and confessions, and inductions? Fortunately, he was able to contact another family member who can officiate at the wedding and conduct the induction. The confessions will just have to wait for another time, said Carol. Another priest? I asked. Actually, a Lutheran bishop and his wife. A bit of luck, really. They are able to drive up from the city, but will have to return later this evening for services tomorrow at his church, Carol explained. I tensed a little as she talked, quickly looked at Dan, and then back to Carol. May I ask who they are? After all, this induction is a pretty intimate affair, I said softly. Oh, of course, my dear. But there's no need for concern. Bishop Grosvenor is a lifelong member of the family, and quite a caring, and if I may say so, rather the loving man. And his wife? I asked. Judith is an elegant and loving woman as well, Carol continued, as she sipped her tea. Richard married her from outside the family, but made sure she was properly inducted before their engagement was announced. I believe that was thirty years ago or so now. A pity they could never have any children of their own. I looked at my husband. Dan looked terrified. We were talking about my aunt and uncle. They were so respected by everyone. I knew we were a long way from the city, but I just couldn't believe it. If you don't mind, Carol, we need to go and rest and freshen up a bit. I practically shouted and pulled Dan with me to walk quickly to our room. What are we going to do? We can't be found here by Uncle Richard and Aunt Judith, I said. My first thought was that we would have to leave. Then I realised it was impossible. We were stuck. Whatever could we say? What would they say? It took us a few minutes to calm down and gather our thoughts. It was surprising how, once we accepted the inevitability of the situation, we became calmer and started to look at the positives. After all, if they were here, they knew what the family was all about, and had clearly participated for at least the last thirty years or so. Judith looked very much like my mother. She was quite plump and very attractive. When Dan and I had discussed our fantasies and fetishes, he had told me that he fancied my mother so I guessed he might like my aunt as well. Judith was my mother's younger sister by two years. After she married Richard, we didn't really have very much contact, seeing them only infrequently over the years. Perhaps you should tell Aunt Judith what you would like to do to her, like you want to do with my mother. They look very much the same, you know, I giggled after a few minutes. He didn't laugh. I realised that he thought I was being serious. My mind did a somersault. Perhaps I was being serious. Instead of answering directly, he sort of panted, and looked at me questioningly. Will we all be in the family with her, with them both? he asked. I knew then that he really did have designs on my aunt. Instead of rejecting the notion outright, I simply wondered that maybe it would be the same with my uncle. I wondered if he fancied me in the same way I always fantasised about my own father. 
He was a 70-year-old man, but very fit. The words and actions of the last 24 hours had changed our attitude completely. Fantasy was becoming reality. We talked about more possibilities, and Dan put it into perspective. If your aunt and uncle have been coming here for years, Lisa, they must like the idea of the family, and apparently he introduced her to everything some years ago, he said. I could understand the way he was thinking. Basically, we had fantasised about these sort of things for a very long time. Perhaps they had similar fantasies. Now if we joined my aunt and uncle in the family, the main difference was the fantasy would become reality. After a few more minutes discussing the possibilities, we decided it was best to face the situation directly. Just then, Carol called to ask if everything was alright. We told her about our problem. Your aunt and uncle just arrived. Perhaps it would be better if you came down now and greeted them yourselves. I won't interfere. You can take them into the small lounge. It's very quiet, and you can make your explanations uninterrupted, she said. I felt frightened again, but I knew we had to face it. When we got there, my aunt and uncle were waiting in the foyer. The look of shock on their faces was a picture. I felt helpless. Dan was so solid. Let's go into the small lounge and talk, he said quietly. One bonus was that we could see my aunt and uncle looked more guilty than we did. It was a difficult thirty minutes, but we gradually made our explanations to each other. After Dan and I said our piece, my aunt explained how Uncle Richard had found it a great relief to come away and let himself go with secret family events. As I told her of a little of our fantasies, she blushed and said she had the same feelings as me. My uncle murmured he could do with a stiff drink. Dan held up his hand and fetched a bottle of wine that Carol had left out for us. We all had a couple of glasses as we made small talk. We were all relaxing more, but it was Dan who broke the ice. So, tell me, Uncle Richard, what do you think of Lisa now? Is she still just your little niece, or is she different now that we're all in the family, he said. Uncle Richard looked at me and blushed. It is difficult, Dan. She's still my little niece, but I must admit I do have a special attraction for her. But she's your wife, he said. Dan was wonderful. We all know why we're here, Uncle Richard, and we're all a long way from the city. All it means is that we can let our feelings go free. As Lisa has just told you, I have some special feelings for Aunt Judith. My aunt smiled a little, as if she liked the idea. This could be a wonderful family holiday if we all let ourselves go and forget about our worries back home. No one will know, I finally said, after an awkward pause. All four of us slowly nodded in agreement. We were still alone in the small lounge. Dan was brilliant. He was the one who started it off again. So, Uncle Richard, to repeat my earlier question, what do you think of your little niece now? My uncle breathed a little heavily, staring directly at me. She looks lovely, Dan. A nice, big girl, he said. My aunt chuckled, and Dan smiled as he continued. So, Uncle Richard, if you like that, then why don't you have a little feel of the big girl now, he said. Uncle Richard sputtered a bit. I wanted to show my willingness, so I took a deep breath and pushed my chest out. Am I big enough for you, Uncle Richard? I asked. Go on, Richard. I don't think Lisa will mind. She and Dan have both invited you, Aunt Judith chimed in eagerly. It was time. Somebody had to do something. I knew I couldn't take the next step first. My uncle walked towards me until he was directly behind me and opened his arms. His hands covered my breasts through my blouse. For a big man, he was surprisingly gentle as he fondled my tits in front of the others. You don't mind, do you, Lisa? he said. Not at all. I like it, Uncle Richard. I like it a lot, I responded, and moaned softly. I stood placidly there as he experimented with various holds. 
After sliding his hands under my blouse and pushing my bra up, he told my aunt he liked my big nipples. My aunt smiled fondly. Then he surprised me as he lowered one hand to my tummy and pulled me back onto himself. I could feel his hardness through my skirt in his trousers. The shape of his dick nestled cosily between my buttocks. Then he released his pressure on my tummy and did it again, pulling me back into him. This time, though, he pushed his own groin forward and I could feel the throbbing of his penis much more urgently. He didn't stop. He released and then pulled and then repeated the same sequence. My aunt looked enthralled. So did my husband. I could feel my panties dampening as my own arousal rose and I pressed my hips back against his stiff dick. I do think she likes it, Aunt Judith, Dan gasped, a bulge clearly growing in his trousers as he watched. That she does, and so does my husband, Judith said softly, and walked over to stand in front of my husband, unbuttoning her blouse as she approached him. Dan. Lisa was frantic as I closed the bedroom door. What are we going to do? she cried, sitting on the bed with her head in her hands. It took a few moments for her to calm down enough that we could even discuss our options as she leaned into my shoulder, sobbing softly, a thought did occur to me. Well, look at it this way. They'll be as surprised as us when we see them, and surely they know what the family is all about, and what goes on here, I said. You do have a point, she said, looking up at me before smiling shyly. And my Aunt Judith does look very much like my mother, doesn't she? Until that moment, the thought had not occurred to me, since I barely knew the woman. Once Lisa pointed that out, however... I could immediately picture the resemblances. The large, soft breasts, the thick, mature body, the round, plump ass, and no doubt, in my vivid imagination, a thick thatch of dark hair topping a wet, swollen slit. Lisa apparently saw my eyes glaze over as my imagination ran wild. Perhaps you should tell her what you would like to do with her, Lisa chuckled and kissed my ear. I looked at her dead seriously. My breathing laboured as suddenly an even more forbidden fantasy loomed in front of us. Will we all be in the family with her? With them both? I asked. Lisa looked back at me, her eyes widening, the realisation dawning on her. If your aunt and uncle have been coming here for years, Lisa, they must like the idea of the family, and apparently he introduced her to everything some years ago, I said, as calmly as I could, while my heart raced. Lisa squeezed my hand as we continued to talk, but I knew we'd both agreed to plunge even deeper. My dick was pulsing in my trousers, and I could see the way my wife's erect nipples pressed against the fabric of her blouse. We both wanted them to know. We both incestuously wanted them. The phone rang, and Lisa spoke briefly before turning to me. They're waiting for us downstairs, she said calmly, as she rose and straightened her clothes. I barely knew Richard and Judith, having met them only a few times with Lisa's parents. I knew he was a prominent cleric, and that she was well known for her charity works. Apparently, my wife and I were about to see them in an entirely different and secret new light. Both of them looked surprisingly more uncomfortable than us when they sheepishly met us in the foyer. Carol directed us to a small lounge and then closed the door so we could have some privacy. For the next half hour or so, we talked, each slowly revealing to each other where we stood. Finally, Richard indicated he needed a drink. We all did, so I poured the wine Carol left for us. After a few sips, I was feeling much more comfortable and decided to push the conversation forward. So, tell me, Uncle Richard, what do you think of Lisa now? Is she still just your little niece, or is she different now that we're all in the family? I stated boldly. Richard looked at me uncomfortably. I could hear Lisa take in a sharp breath and Judith giggle as we awaited his response. 
I must admit I do have a special attraction for her, but she's your wife, he stammered, before taking another drink. A wicked smile crept across my face. My heart pounded, and my dick stiffened. I knew right then we could take this as far as Lisa and I wanted to go. We all know why you're here, Uncle Richard, and we're all a long way from the city. All it means is that we can let our feelings go free. As Lisa has just told you, I have some special feelings for Aunt Judith, I said. While I kept my eyes locked on Richard, I heard Judith giggle again, off to my side, as if she'd liked the idea. This could be a wonderful holiday if we all let ourselves go and forget about our worries back home. No one will know but us and the family, Lisa added, somewhat breathlessly. The four of us sat quietly for a moment before I resumed the conversation, knowing from her comments that Lisa wanted me to assert control. So, Uncle Richard, to repeat my earlier question, what do you think of your little niece now? I said. Richard blushed and breathed a little heavily, staring directly at me. She looks lovely, Dan. A nice big girl, he said. So, Uncle Richard, if you like what you see, why don't you have a little feel of the big girl now? I suggested. I thought Richard would choke on his sip of wine, but his eyes were locked on Lisa's chest as he stood up. Am I big enough for you, Uncle Richard? Lisa cooed softly, pushing her tits out boldly. Go on, Richard. I don't think Lisa will mind. After all, they both invited you, Judith chimed in, seemingly eager for her husband to intimately touch her niece. Richard stood, put his glass down, and approached Lisa from behind. He wrapped his arms around her and cupped her tits in both hands. Lisa glanced at me and smiled impishly before she closed her eyes and let out a soft moan. My cock stiffened even more as I nodded my approval and watched her uncle begin to gently grope my wife's tits. Her low moans as he whispered in her ear told me she was both enjoying and aroused. After a few moments, Richard slipped his hands onto her blouse and pushed her brassiere up so his fingers could swirl around her now bare nipples. Lisa moaned even louder then unbuttoned her blouse so both Judith and I could see her exposed tits. She has magnificent tits, don't you think, Judith? Richard gasped, softly pinching both of the nipples between his thumb and forefingers for his wife to see. Yes, my love, they are wonderful-looking tits, and I'm so glad you like them, Judith answered, with a bright smile, and cupped the underside of her own breasts with both hands. I looked at Judith as my dick throbbed in my trousers. I turned back to Lisa and Richard, when my wife let out an even louder groan. Richard had his hands down over her tummy, and was pulling her to him, releasing her, and then pulling her to him again, over and over. I could see the outline of his rigid dick, pressing in and out of my wife's ass-crack. Lisa moaned again, and began pushing back against him as they fell into a steady rhythm. For a few moments, I watched with my mouth agape, as Richard humped my wife's ass, and she pushed back. There was no hiding the swelling bulge in my trousers. I do think she likes it, Aunt Judith, I gasped, my heart pounding and my throat dry. That she does, and so does my husband, Judith said softly, now standing in front of me with her blouse unbuttoned. My breath caught in my throat as I looked up at her. She shrugged her blouse off her shoulders, and while keeping her eyes locked on mine, unclasped her bra and let it fall to the floor around her feet. Her breasts were magnificent, large and billowing, as they sagged slightly down towards me, topped by huge dark brown areolas. Her stiff nipples were close to the size of the tip of my little finger. These were the tits of my dearest fantasies, and just inches away from my face. Do you like my breasts, Dan? she cooed, stepping between my legs, close enough that the outside of her knees pressed against the inside of my thighs. It was all I could do to nod my head. 
Did you know that my sister, Lisa's mother and I, wear exactly the same bra size? Lisa told us you have erotic thoughts about her and her tits, and mine look exactly the same. Her smile brightened even more as she reached for my right hand, placing it over her left breast. The skin was soft and warm, with the stiff nipples pressing firmly against my palm. Without a thought, I gently cupped my fingers around her tit, and Judith moaned lowly. That feels so good, she gasped, slipping even closer to me until her other nipple brushed across my cheek. I bet you know quite a bit about making a lady feel good, don't you, Dan? she asked. Her other hand went to the back of my head, smouldering my face in the mound of her right breast. When I placed my left hand on her hip, she moved even closer, the front of one leg pressing tightly against my rock-hard cock for just a moment. Then she stepped back to unzip her skirt, letting it fall around her ankles, so she stood there wearing only a pair of cotton panties. Her crotch was directly at my eye level, her mound prominently pushing against the fabric, random threads of her dark cunt hair escaping from the side edges, and a hint of dampness where the panties were drawn into her slit as the darker crevice disappeared between her legs. Oh God, Edith, I mean, Judith, you are so awesome, I gasped, my cock throbbing so hard I thought it might tear through my pants. She chuckled and raised me up with one hand under my chin and brushed the other one over the throbbing bulge in my pants. No doubt my underwear was already stained with my pre-cum by then. That's okay, Dan. I know you lust after my sister, and if it turns you on even more, you're welcome to think of me as her, and call me by her name. I'm mostly interested in your lust right now, any way I can have it, she said. After pulling my head down between her huge breasts, she fumbled with my belt and zipper until my trousers joined her clothing on the floor and my cock tented my underwear. Then she pulled off my shirt as I began caressing the soft mounds of her ass cheeks through her panties. Oh yes, Danny, she groaned, leaning into me even more. Does that feel very nice? Very nice indeed. I could feel the growing warmth and wetness between her legs as she straddled my thigh and I gasped for breath with my face buried in her cleavage. My fingers curled around the edges of her panties, ever so slowly sliding them down until they stretched between her thick thighs halfway down to her knees. Judith took two steps back and grinned down at me, the thick thatch of her dark pubic hair glistening with just a touch of dampness. She took one of my hands, placed it down between her thighs and slowly pulled it up until my fingers were entangled in the damp cunt hair. Do you like that, Danny? The feel of my wet cunt, she cooed, as my fingers split the dangling folds of her very moist slit. Oh, yes, yes, Edith, I mean, Judith, you are so very sweet, I moaned, just the way I always imagined. Yes, Danny, you've made me very wet indeed, and it looks like I've made you really hard, too, Judith answered, and pushed me back into the chair, dropping to her knees between my thighs. Now we wouldn't want such a lovely hard cock to go to waste, would we? She grinned again and leaned forward to flick her tongue across the small pre-cum stain on the front of my underwear. She pulled her head back up to look me directly in the eye. So tell me, Danny, as the stand-in for your wife's mother, or perhaps even your own, where do you want to come inside me the first time? My mouth? Or my cunt? She groaned as another droplet of my pre-cum bubbled up through my underwear. Across the room, my wife was bent over in front of her uncle, her skirt thrown up over her back and her panties pulled down around her knees. As Judith slipped down my underwear and took my rigid dick in her hand, I marvelled at the size of Uncle Richard's massive cock. Lisa I had got over my initial inhibitions on meeting my aunt and uncle in these strange circumstances. Actually, it was very exciting with Uncle Richard standing directly behind me. We were both fully dressed, but
but he had his arms wrapped around me in a hugging position and was pulling me rhythmically into himself. I could feel his huge penis nestling comfortably between my buttocks, through his trousers and my thin skirt. He was humping me in front of my aunt and my husband, who were enjoying watching us and making encouraging noises. No one actually said anything, but we all knew I was going to be fucked. I almost giggled in anticipation when I thought about it. I was going to be fucked by my 70-year-old uncle. It was even more bizarre that my uncle Richard was a bishop. I was about to be fucked by a bishop in front of his wife and my husband. Don't rush it, Richard. We have plenty of time, I heard my aunt say huskily. Yes, dear, he grunted in my ear, the touch of his breath sending a shiver through my body. She has a nice full blouse, Judith. I like her, he said, and turned me around as he looked at me. Why don't you get her tits out for all of us to see, dear? Her husband won't mind, said Judith. I could see Dan stiffening and nodding agreement as my uncle groped my breasts, and I undid my blouse and brassiere to expose my nipples. She has magnificent tits, don't you think, Judith? he gasped, while swirling one of my erect nipples between his thumb and forefinger. Aunt Judith said something encouraging, cupped the underside of her own large breasts, and pointed them at my husband. She then undid a few things, and stood in front of Dan with her blouse off and her large breasts outside her bra cups. Even I could see the admiration in my husband's eyes as she cooed erotically. Do you like my breasts, Dan? I know you fantasise about my sister, Lisa's mother. She has the same size tits as I have. Do you want to touch them? Suck them, she asked. I watched as my husband moved his face forward robotically, with his mouth open in a baby-like fashion to be fed by his mother. That feels so good, Danny boy. I bet you know quite a bit about making an old lady feel happy, she said. The bishop was still feeling me all over the place, but we were also watching Aunt Judith and my husband. As we looked on, she stepped back from Dan, unzipped her skirt, and let it fall to the floor. She had already discarded her brassiere, and now she was wearing just a pair of cotton panties, her crotch right in front of Dan's face. We were all breathing raggedly. "'Dan, do you want to see it?' my uncle asked suddenly. My husband was in a daze as he looked up at the bishop. "'Do you want to see your aunt's cunt, Dan?' he asked again, a bit more insistently. Dan grunted something that sounded affirmative. "'If you want to see her cunt, Dan, you have to pull her panties down,' Uncle Richard explained. My husband looked so full of desire, but still unsure of himself, but Richard urged him on. "'She'll gladly show you her cunt, Dan. Just reach over and pull her panties down,' he said. Aunt Judith was smiling as all this was going on, and quietly joined in. "'Please, go on, Danny. Pull them down. I want to show it to you,' she said. Dan sighed as he reached up and slowly pulled my aunt's drawers down. Judith took two steps back and grinned down at him, took one of Dan's hands and placed it down between her legs, slowly pulling it up until his finger brushed through her damp cunt hair. "'Do you like that, Danny? The feel of my wet cunt,' she cooed as his fingers split the dangling folds of her very moist slit. "'Oh, yes, yes, Edith. I mean, Judith. You're so very wet,' he moaned, just the way I always imagined you, she, would be. I was very wet myself with Uncle Richard all over me. I had to smile as my husband kept mixing up the identities of Aunt Judith and my mother. I had suspected it for some time, but now I was certain. My husband wanted to fuck my mother. Judith's next words confirmed it. So, tell me, Danny, as I stand in for your wife's mother, where do you want to come inside me first? My mouth or my cunt, she said. Her words as a bishop's wife were incredible. There was no holding back now. My uncle was licking my face. My breasts were fully exposed. 
He had his hand up my skirt, feeling my crotch with my panties down around my knees as I bent forward, waiting for, wanting, his thick dick to push inside me. It was so rude, but also heavenly. He pulled my hand back onto his gigantic penis until I closed my little fist around it. Lisa, he said. Yes, uncle, I replied. I want you to wank it, he said. Yes, uncle. Anything you want. Anything at all. My uncle shuddered noticeably as I slowly started stroking his huge cock, and we both watched his wife take my husband's dick into her mouth. To be continued. The country cottage. The country cottage. Well, that went a lot more smoothly than I would have imagined. There was almost no awkwardness at all, especially not for Lisa, who just kind of went with the flow and let Dan take charge. Although I suppose, in a way, it was about time that Dan took charge. I think he's been a little bit of a passenger so far in all of this. I seem to remember it was Lisa's idea to come to the country cottage in the first place, and although I won't say that he was dragged there, it did seem like he was eager... I very much felt like, from the beginning, this whole endeavour has been driven mostly by Lisa. So it's good to see Dan take charge and tackle this potentially awkward situation head-on. And judging by the results of the encounter, I think we can say that he probably did a pretty good job of dispelling the awkwardness. Although, let's be honest, there were some pretty cringy moments in there. <laughs> As usual, I think the cringe factor in this story is incredibly high. Even though, by episode 5, I imagine, like me, you are probably also a little bit desensitised to the whole incest thing. As weird and uncomfortable as it is, it's certainly lost some of its shock factor at this point. Again, I think the big shocking moments within this chapter were all to do with the age difference, and they were quite subtle details that really made my stomach turn. I think specifically the focus on just how old Richard and Judith are, and the focus on that as almost like a kink, as, you know, something that is adding to the arousal instead of being... I think most people would feel that extreme age is something of a barrier to eroticism. Not that I want to shame anybody who's older and still out there getting their kicks and being sexually active. Good on you. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're enjoying it, then... That's that's great for you, and don't stop enjoying it on my account, by all means. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with people of all ages, or let's just say from 18 onwards, from engaging in whatever sexual activity they want to engage in. Absolutely fine. What I think is weird is the fetishizing of the extreme age, and little details like the sag in Judith's breasts... The way her underwear is described, what do they call her underwear? It's something really old-fashioned, like, um, oh yeah, her drawers. <laughs> There's something about the description of someone's underwear as drawers, I think, which just conjures up an image of very unflattering underwear, designed for comfort. I, I imagine sort of really large, old-fashioned bloomers when I hear about Dan reaching up and slowly pulling down Aunt Judith's drawers. 
And on Lisa's side, I think the cringe comes from the way that she describes Uncle Richard. She seems almost captivated by the taboo of the situation. The fact that she's giggling in anticipation, thinking about the idea of being fucked by a 70-year-old uncle, almost delighting in the added taboo that Uncle Richard is a bishop. And the way that Lisa is talked about by Dan, but also by Richard and Judith as Richard's little niece, again, just highlights that age difference in a way where it's it's not just that there's an age difference. It's that the age difference is fetishized in such a creepy and deliberate way, like like that's where the eroticism comes from. That's why they're getting off on this. It's that it's an uncomfortably large age gap between them. And I wonder if the focus on age gap in particular has something to do with the fact that the author of this story is called a a dirty old man in PHX1. How much of the fetishization of a young person being with an old person is something that is arousing in the mind of somebody who's perhaps a little bit older, someone who plays a bit more of an Uncle Richard role, or perhaps an Aunt Judith role. But I find it quite difficult to imagine that for Dan and Lisa, there's a fantasy in being with somebody much, much older. And I wonder if that isn't some degree of wishful thinking in the mind of a dirty old man in PHX1. One of the best moments, I think, in this chapter was Dan and Judith's, or was it Edith, or, or Judith, or Edith, the way that Dan is so invested in this fantasy of banging his mother-in-law that he can't even remember to get Judith's name right. <laughs> and rather than letting that be a awkward Freudian slip that reveals where Dan's fantasies come from while leaving that somewhat bubbling under the surface, Judith decides to just lean right into it and say straight away, I don't give a damn if you're thinking about another woman, even if that other woman is my sister, a.k.a. your mother-in-law. All I'm interested in is getting down to business, and I'll take it any way I can get it. (laughs) Which I think is kind of an odd attitude for a woman to have, or for anyone to have, um, regardless of their gender. I can't imagine a relationship I've been in where my partner would be comfortable with me openly admitting that I was fantasizing about their sister while I was having sex with them. And I gotta say, I think that would be a deal-breaker for me too. Not that I have a brother, but... If I did, I think I would find it pretty off-putting if my partner was imagining that they were having sex with my brother. I think that would make me feel just a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit used, if I'm honest. (laughs) And what's even more incredible is that Lisa's fine with it, that she's fine with Dan having had this long-standing fantasy of fucking her mother. And not only that, but to be in the room and kind of a participant in this odd recreation of the fantasy through her aunt and after only about 30 minutes of chit chat to get past the awkwardness and i think at the end of last chapter she was you know running out of the room uncomfortable and all it took was a couple of words of reassurance and bish bash bosh everybody's banging each other Which is just such a contrast from Lesbian Slave Island, the story that we read in series one, where it seemed like 
any sexual activity needed a whole anthology of justification and teasing out of the emotional background and there was all that anxious wrestling with so much insecurity about who would be doing what and who should feel which way about a certain thing and how it might look to outsiders and and then all this additional layer of contractual admin in the form of the manual and the signed contract and then who gets to be first and second owner and who's a mistress who's an owner all this fannying about for lisa number one lisa number two is cut of a considerably different cloth no truck with admin she just gets straight down to business and it seems like she needs only the bare minimum of reassurance and just a vague sense that everything will come out in the wash anyway don't worry about the big picture and that's enough for her to basically do anything with anyone so two extremes in our first two series I thought it was interesting that the accounts of Lisa and Dan, although quite similar initially, there was, as the chapter went along, an increasing discrepancy between what each of them experienced in the same room. Even differences in the dialogue. I noticed that in Dan's account, Judith was described as a lady, whereas in Lisa's account, Judith was described as an old lady. I wonder if there's any significance to that, whether to Lisa she is an old lady, but to Dan, a woman like Judith is forever young. And I guess there was some suggestion of Judith also, in a way, standing in for his own mother. So maybe there's something there about him not quite wanting to view Judith as elderly. And we don't actually see as much obsession with the age difference for Dan. It's for Dan it's kind of more about having sex with Lisa's mum. I wonder if that's like a power play type thing, you know, like I banged your mum. Haha. <laughs> I wonder if that's the angle that brings such a heightened level of excitement at this prospect to Dan. Whereas I think for Lisa it's less about the relation. Um it's less about it being Uncle Richard and kind of more about him being an old bishop. like an old man who's a bishop some cracking bits of dialogue as usual erotic stories always seem to have the most wonderfully far-fetched dialogue almost at times as if it's two robots talking dirty to one another I particularly like this passage, and I'm just going to do it in a robot voice. You can just take yourself there in your imagination. Imagine this is two robots in a kind of love simulation. I've also been playing around in post with a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy style robot or cyborg voice filter. So I've employed the use of that to help immerse you in the fantasy that this is two robotic lovers. Don't rush it, Richard. We have plenty of time. Yes, dear. She has such a nice full blouth, Judith. I like her. Why don't you get her tits out for us all to see, dear? Her husband won't mind. She has magnificent tits. Don't you think, Judith? (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that, but I think you get my point in general. Like, it's so stilted and wooden that I don't think you can really imagine a human being saying that in the heat of passion. It's It's far too clinical. The language is far too clinical for such an impassioned moment. The bit of dialogue that I did think was quite infused with passion and intensity was the exchange between Richard and Dan. 
I think there was there was a real electricity between them in the moment where Richard was asking Dan if if he wanted to see Judith's pants being pulled down. I liked it that Uncle Bishop Richard was being kind of intimidating in the way he spoke to Dan. Do you want to see it, Dan? Do you want to see your aunt's cunt, Dan? If you want to see her cunt, Dan, you have to pull her panties down. <laughs> Like he's really getting up in his face there, forcing the issue. There's almost no way that Dan could refuse at that point. In a way, though, I'm glad that we spent most of our time focusing on Dan and Judith, because the brief glimpse of what was going on towards the end there between Lisa and Uncle Richard was quite a disturbing image, I think, if you really think about it. My uncle was licking my face. He had his hand up my skirt, feeling my crotch, with my panties down around my knees as I bent forward. That sounds kind of rapey. There's a bit of a... I don't know. There's a That reminds me a little bit of, of that scene in Terminator 2 when Sarah Connor is in the mental institution and one of the orderlies comes over and gives her that big, gross lick on the face. There's something, I think, quite upsetting about a facial lick to me. (laughs) But it's just occurred to me that maybe all of this doesn't seem so unusual to Lisa. After all, she is a member of the family, and while she doesn't remember it now, maybe she's had experiences early on in her life that have kind of prepared her for accepting all this so easily. Maybe some of those things have been blocked out and repressed over the years. But I wonder if we're going to find out that there's a little more than meets the eye here, and that Lisa's induction into the family has been a plan in the making from quite a long time ago. Like It does seem incredibly sudden to go from feeling no this is wrong we can't do this so embarrassing and upsetting and completely repulsive to waiting and wanting for your uncle richard's thick dick to push inside you as he licks your face and gropes your exposed breasts while feeling your crotch with your panties around down your knees as you bend forward for example so that's something to bear in mind maybe lisa and casey have more in common than we first thought Obviously, I have to talk about the best line in the story so far. In fact, the best sequence of dialogue between Lisa and Uncle Richard. Lisa, yes, Uncle? I want you to wank it. (laughs) I want you to wank it. Which is a bit of an odd thing to say for an American, right? These guys are American. That's what I have been led to believe. At least a dirty old man in PHX 1 is... An American, or at least that's what their profile says. So it's odd to see a Britishism like Wankit appear so out of the blue. <laughs> and also, I think there's a hilarity in the idea of such an old and quite religious man using such a juvenile phrase like Wankit. <laughs> in fact, I think saying Wankit in any sexual scenario is quite funny. It's not a sexy way to talk about a hand job, is it? Wanking off a wank job. It's it's quite crude and unsophisticated. So it's funny that he uses Wankit here in that way. Let's have a little look at the comment Uh, Just one comment this time. And actually, it's the same commenter that we've had the whole way through, Rightbank. A little bit of a complaint this time from Rightbank, who says each part is getting shorter and shorter. But they've done a little joke in the way that they've written and shorter. 
by missing out all the vowels. So what they've actually written is each part is getting shorter. 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 So I think all we can say to that is good one. Very funny. And I don't know, actually, if this chapter was shorter. Was it? I feel like when I saw the word count, this seemed like it was going to be a bit of a longer chapter. But how long was the previous chapter? Yeah, chapter four was far shorter. Chapter four was a thousand words shorter than chapter five. So, in fact, I don't even know what you're talking about, right, Bank? You're completely in the wrong. I also think it's kind of a funny thing to feel like you have to do when you're reading an erotic story for free on a free website written by somebody who's doing the writing basically out of the kindness of their heart, just doing it for fun, not expecting any remuneration or any huge recognition for the work that they do. And it's clear that there's been some real effort put into writing this story. I don't want to undermine the fact that writing this was probably something that took effort and time and a lot of consideration and and also that it takes i think some guts to put yourself out there and release what you've written in a public forum so i think it's an odd thing to do to feel like you have to criticize <laughs> in the comments section especially when it's something so entitled as Oh, it's getting shorter. Oh, you're not putting in the effort like you used to. Like, what's that supposed to mean? Like, a dirty old man owes you something. Like, he owes you longer chapters. Get over yourself, right, Bank? I'm painting him here as a real villain, I think. Perhaps because we haven't had any big characters in the comments section this series, I feel like I've really got a lean hard on creating a character for right bank even though actually all of his comments have been quite short but there we go chapter five the latest installment in the sordid tale that is a country cottage if you've enjoyed this chapter then as ever feel free to head on down to literotica.com and search for the author aa dirty old man in phx1 that's one as in the number one, a numerical one at the end, just in case anyone was wondering about that. So if you type that in and search for them as an author on literotica.com, you'll be greeted with all 59 of their stories and you can read all the chapters of A Country Cottage for yourself in your own internal narrating voice. Or you could read it out loud, up to you. And you can also find a whole bunch of other stories that a, a Dirty Old Man in PHX1 has written, most of which are of the genre incest slash taboo. So this is obviously a big hot fantasy for a, a Dirty Old Man, something they're really into. And if you're into it too, that's something you can explore by taking a deep dive into their back catalogue. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then I will encourage you to subscribe to it to like or rate the episode and to share it with your friends maybe listen to it together in a group you could have a, a podcast listening party and maybe if you all really enjoy the story and it seems like everybody's on the same page maybe the listening party could turn into an orgy of your own and then you could write your own erotic story and maybe one day i'll be narrating it how hot would that be anyway i think i've said all that I need to for this episode and so with that I'm going to wish you a very pleasant week and a goodbye The Country Cottage 
Dream Cottage. Lisa, he said. Yes, uncle, I replied. I want you to wank it. (laughs) I want you to wank it.